Hello, podcast listeners. On this episode, we will be having an exclusive special interview with my grandmother about Christmas. And also, we will have a special poem that my grandmother will read at the end of this podcast. So I hope you guys enjoy this wonderful episode. And keep on celebrating Christmas because it's Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year whenever we get to New Year's. Thank you for coming on this show. This is my grandmother. Good evening, everyone. And it is a pleasure to be here. I try to support my grandson as often as I can and just give him that extra boost and push to encourage him to do anything that he sets his mind to, that he can do it in spite of criticism or whatever may come his way. If he really wants to do it and put God first, he can do anything. Okay, so we will be talking about the true meaning of Christmas and talking about how her Christmas was when she was a little girl. What is Christmas? Christmas is truly the birth of Christ. When Christ came, he came that we can have a right to the tree of life. He came to give us life and to give it to us more abundantly. And when we say abundantly, we mean joy, peace, love. Everything that we need, he came just for us. But most of all, he came to redeem us back to his father because man had lost his relationship with the father. So Jesus came through his father, through Mary, the virgin, and the Holy Spirit. And when they came, when he came on the scene, he came so that we could have the redemption, a redemption of salvation back to the father. And in doing so, every man, woman, boy, or girl can accept Christ as their Lord and Savior. And we should be grateful that Jesus came and he came in the flesh. And he he endured some of the things that we're enduring today. Others have endured in the past and will endure in the future. He is the answer to everything and all things. So, Christmas is a very special occasion. It's not about toys, gifts, and all that other things. They're good in their place. But the main thing is to be thankful that God wanted us to be redeemed back to him. So he allowed his son to come, Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Thank you for telling us. How did you celebrate Christmas when you were a teenager? Well, when I was a teenager, during the Christmas years of my years, um, we would go skating. Um, We got skates. Most of the times we got skates and we would visit people's houses and every parent would give us apple and orange and pecan and fruitcakes. And those were the fun part. And we'd go skating and we'd just skate all day. We'd go to our friend's house. And even back then, some of the parents would give us a little Manischewitz wine and that wine, we didn't get a, a whole lot. They just give us a little, and we would celebrate by, you know, we got to taste a little Manischewitz wine. Oh, that was the treat for us. And um, it was a kind of Swedish wine. And and we would go skating. And when Christmas was over, they would open a skating ring. And we would still go skating. And the, and the guys used to jump over big boxes and barrels and skate backwards and they would open the zone and we could go to the skating zone. We weren't allowed to skate in the streets then. And they would go to the skating zones. And we enjoyed it. 
and some got bicycles and they would ride their bicycles and it was just fun. We did more things outside. Your generation do more inside because you have all these um, technology, but we didn't have that. We had more outside fun and I mean real fun and the times that we had, if you could experience some of this generation could experience, I, I think you'd never go back to your technology as much. You may still use it, but I don't think you would enjoy it as much as you would enjoy just coming together and having good fun. Interesting. Thank you. Did you always get everything you wanted? No, I did not. My dad was a paper hanger and my mom worked for the Sisters of Mercy. But we would always get something. We were not rich. We weren't even middle class. We were poor and we didn't even know it because there was a bond in the family of love. Um, we were we we got things and we were decent, you know, when we went to school, we had shoes and everything, and we lived in a three-room house, but we enjoyed one another, we had fun, and our parents taught us about the goodness of the Lord at an early age, so we knew that things weren't as valuable as family and love, and that's what kept us together, and, you know, that's what it's going to take today for families to come together and realize that material things is nothing, but for families to come together and, and enjoy one another and love on one another, not only Christmas time, but any time is valuable, very valuable and priceless. Did you had a lot of company during the Christmas season? Yeah. Parents would go to um, each other's houses, like I said, and as well as children people would come over and eat dinner and it was all day thing. You'd come to my house, somebody else come over and they talk and they eat and celebrate. People came together more. They, they, they showed more love and respect and, you know, looked out for one another. Back then it really was a village that looked after the children. And, and even when, when the parents weren't home and they had to work, you had, that one person in the village or two people in the village that would tell your mom if you did something out of order. And back then, they could pop you as well as your parents. There wasn't no abuse to the point of, okay, we'll call the police and children could call. No, no, you got your bottom beat. You sucked it up. You cried or whatever. And it was done. But you knew that your parents were right. And doing what they did because you did something wrong. And they would let you know that they loved you still unconditionally. But they had to discipline us. And I think now you need more discipline than ever in the world because things are just chaotic with children as well as adults. And we need more discipline. And children should not be able to go and cry wolf to the authorities when their parents are disciplining them. And I think the authorities are seeing that now even more than ever. As long as the child doesn't have a scar or whatever on them, then it makes a difference. And you don't have to beat them for everything. Because if you put the fear of God in them and the fear of you, you have it made. And also, you know, just taking away technology is another way of disciplining as well. Because that hurts them even more. Mm-hmm. Well, I heard you talked about skating. What was that skating zone? 
skating zone was always on a street called Jackson Street, downtown Charleston. Um, now, if you go by there, it's it's a pool out there, and um, it was always a park. It's a big park, and what they would do is let that block be cut off. No traffic could come through from no sides, and they would put up the barriers, and kids could skate from, I think it was like 4 o'clock after we got out of school until 7 at night, and then they would take the barricades away, and they would allow us to do that a week after Christmas or two weeks at least after Christmas, and after that, you couldn't do it anymore. So everyone would just be skating maybe in the area every now and then, but that was for us to continue to have fun and enjoy our um, skating ring, you know. What kind of food did you and also your parents cooked during the Christmas holidays? During the Christmas holidays, we had your basic food, collard greens, silk soup, um, turkey, ham was the, the, the main meat, turkey or ham. Sometimes people would fix other things, but that was the main dish, turkey and ham for Thanksgiving, or a turkey or a ham. And we'd have a lot of cakes and pies, and fruitcake is the treat for for um, a Christmas treat. It's always fruitcakes. And then they had homemade wine. Some people made homemade wine. And there was a thing called potato poon, not pies, potato poons. We had pies as well. But the potato poon, you had to grind the potatoes, and there were other things that went in. And I had a brother-in-law, and oh, boy, could he make potato poon, and it was delicious. But we didn't get the recipe, and he has passed on. But some people know how to make it, but you got to really know how to make it. And some people used to fix a dish called chitlins as well, which my mom never did, but I've tasted it, and it's pretty good if you know you know how to cook it. But um, that was some of the things that we had back in those days for Christmas. Did you have a curfew on Christmas night? Well, back then, um, for our age group, we basically had to be in by dark. Um, We didn't hang out and do anything too much on Christmas night because everybody would be out in the day for so long. And then by time it started to get dark, everybody started windling down and everybody would go home. Very seldom we would stay out any other, you know, beyond our homes at a certain time. Back then, we would be basically in our house looking at TV or uh, looking at what we got. If we got games or anything like that, we'd be talking about or talking to someone on the phone. But we didn't really hang out in the street like that. Well, as an adult, how do you celebrate Christmas with me, your grandson, and other family members that we always encounter with? Now, at my home, everybody basically comes to my house. My daughter um, and her son, which is Brandon, and my son and his children. um, He has three boys, um, and they come over, and his wife. And um, Brandon's father comes over, and we get together. And sometimes other people just pop in, and we have a good time. And one thing that we love to do, we play a game called Phase Tan. And, oh, boy, we play that game for hours, and we just enjoy one another company, and we just eat up the food and drink up all the sodas and um, um, fruit punch, and we just have a good time. Um, But lately, 
because of this pandemic has changed so much. So we haven't been getting together like we used to because we have a family night and we enjoy each other, not only just for Christmas, but we do it every month. So um, this Christmas, we're, well, we don't know how things are going to go, but we want to try to get together, but within reason. So we'll see. We will see very soon. But um, also, my grandmother is about to read the poem that she wanted to talk about that talks about Jesus Christ. So I hope you all stay tuned for the next segment. I'd like to leave a poem with you. Um, it's entitled, Twas the Night Jesus Came. Twas the night Jesus came and all through the house, not a person was praying, not one in the house. The Bible was left on the shelf with care, for no one thought Jesus would come there. The children were dressing to crawl into bed, not one ever kneeling or bowing their heads. And mom in the rocking chair with babe on his lap, on her lap was watching the late show as I took a nap. When out of the east, there rose such a clatter. I sprang to my feet to see what was the matter. Way to the window, I flew like a flash. Tore open the shatters and lifted the sash. When what to my wandering eyes should appear. But angels proclaiming that Jesus was here. The light of his face made me cover my, my head. Was Jesus returning just like he said? And though I possessed worldly wisdom and wealth, I cried when I saw him in spite of myself. And the book of life, which he held in his hand, was written the name of every saved man. He spoke not a word as he searched for my name. When he said, it's not here, my head hung in shame. The people whose name had been written with love, he gathered to take to his father above. With those who were ready, he rose without song, while all of the others were left standing around. I fell to my knees, but it was too late. I waited too long and thus sealed my fate. I stood and I cried as they rose out of sight. Oh, if only I known that this was the night. And the words of this poem, the meaning is clear. The coming of Jesus is now drawing near. There's only one life. And when comes the last call, we will find out the Bible was true after all. This is a very, very important poem. The words speak volume, especially when it says his name was not there and he hung his head in shame. He waited too long. Don't you wait too long. Know that Jesus will return and that he is real and that he came one morning, one evening, one night. Whichever one, he came just for you and he wants you to be a light. So don't wait until the last minute. Accept him while you can and follow Jesus and let him make plans for your life. 
already podcast listeners that was an amazing poem my grandmother read it real good the holy spirit really used her and again like how i say if you really want to get saved pray to jesus get saved it's never too it's, it's never too late but you got to be ready because you don't know what could happen very soon just gotta very very be careful that's all I had to say, podcast listeners, and I hope all of you listeners have a blessed and wonderful night. And again, Merry Christmas.